I bring you greetings from uh, Kumasi, my wife, and then my two children. And um, I'm so grateful to God that God has given me a child that now, whenever I'm away, uh, he speaks on my behalf. And they like him. The, mis the mistake I made is when I allow him to preach continuously for three weeks. After that, we went for a board meeting. And then my elders asked me, when are you going to retire? <laughs> so that speaks in volume, you know. And uh, I told them that, thank God he was my son. If not, I would have transferred him to another place. <laughs> Giving him another church to pastor, you know. <laughs> but um, he can wait patiently for me until I turn everything over to him. But thank God, you know, they tasted the new wine. And they found out that the new wine is better than the old wine. And it's always the same. You know, it's always the same. Whenever you taste of the new wine, you like it better than the old wine. <laughs> so we thank God. Uh, this morning, I have a message the Lord has laid upon my heart. And uh, I want to share with all of you. So if you have your Bibles, open to Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14. And I'll be reading from verse 1 to 9. Mark chapter 14, verse 1 to 9. Good. Um, these days, it's not your Bible, but it's your iPhone and iPad and all that, you know. <laughs> But somebody said, and the books were open. <laughs> Is your name written in the book of life? Not on tablet. <laughs> After two days, it was the Passover. And the feast of unleavened bread. And the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might Take him by trickling and put him to death. But they said, not during the feast, lest there will be an uproar of the people. And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman came having an alabaster flax of very costly oil of spanking. Then she broke the flax and poured it on his head. Other writers of the gospel said he poured it on his feet. But I think it's the same thing because anything that you pour on the head will run down. And it's, if, if it's liquid, anything liquid you pour on the head will run down and touch the feet. So each one of them was emphasizing uh, a, a, a particular place. So it's the same thing. So don't get worried. Okay. And that shows you that uh, these people were inspired because they were not put in one room and coach and said, write this. But all these people were writing from different perspectives and different 
you know, and that shows you that indeed is a true record of what we are talking about. Okay. Verse 4. But there were some who were indignant among themselves and said, Why was this fragrant oil wasted? For it might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor, and they criticized her sharply. But Jesus said, let her alone. Everybody say, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. Verse 7. For you have the poor with you always. And whenever you wish, you may do them good. But me, you do not have always. Verse 8 is where I got my text and then my title, the title of my message today. She has done what she could. Everybody say, she has done what she could. So the title of my message is doing what you can for Jesus. Doing what you can for Jesus. She has done what she could. She has done what she could. So leave her alone. In other words, what Jesus is trying to say is that this woman has stretched herself and gotten to the limit of her life. This is all that she could do. She can't do more than that. That is the essence of this message. She has done what she could. In fact, this is the way the Message Bible puts it. Message Bible says, she did what she could when she could. And then the century version says, she has done all she could. She has done all she could. You know, when we were in school, we were taught good, better, best. Good is good. Anything that you buy that is good is good. But you and I know that better is an improved version of good. And then when you talk about the best, it means you can't go beyond it. And this is exactly what this woman did. Not good, not better, but she did her best. You know, all of us sitting here, every one of us have how you can express yourself and your worship to God. And God knows whether you have stretched yourself enough. So we are talking about doing your best for the Lord. Doing what you could. This woman did what all that she could do in her life. She said, let me do it for Jesus Christ. And she did it. 
And before you can give your best to the Lord, there are four considerations. Four things I want us to think of. Number one, if you want to give your best to the Lord, you must remember what God has done for you. If you don't remember what God has done for you, you can never give your best to him. You see, this woman we are talking about is a sister of Lazarus. Lazarus who was dead for four days that Jesus went and raised Lazarus up. But you must understand the culture of those days. Those days it was a male dominated culture. Even in the church, it was a male-dominated culture because women were not even allowed to come into the temple. So it's like living in some of the Arab countries where women are not allowed to drive. So if you have a family and among your siblings, there's only one brother. He's like a king because he does everything for you. Because where... The women cannot go. Your brother will go for you. We can't drive. Our, our brother will drive us to the place where we need to go. So now their brother, the only brother they have in the family is dead. What are we going to do? All hope is gone. Now we can't do a lot of things that because women are not allowed to do it. And we don't have anybody that will do that for us. Are, are you hearing me? So this was the situation Mary and, 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 the, and the Martha were in. That's the reason why they got to a point where they blamed Jesus for not coming on time. And so when uh, uh, Jesus came, he said, if you have been here, our brother wouldn't have died. And Jesus came. To a family that all hope was gone. They were so discouraged. They didn't know what they are going to do. And then Jesus came and rose up Lazarus again. And now he has brought hope to them. Now he has revived the family. Life has come back. Disappointment has disappeared. And they are so happy. So Mary sat down and and, and, and thought about all that Christ has done for them as a family and her personally. So she said, what can I do for my God? What is the best thing I can do for this man? Remember, not that Mary and Martha, they were not doing some good things to Jesus. Remember, any time that Jesus was around that area, there are houses where they would stay. And Jesus always moved with 12 disciples. They were, most of them were fishermen. And I was raised, where I went to Bible school was around the sea. And fishermen have got big appetite. <laughs> so they can eat well. So imagine cooking for 12 people plus Jesus, 13. So they've been doing some good things 
to Jesus Christ. They've been doing, they, they, they've, been, they've opened their home and all this they were doing. But this time, it's a something different. This time, Mary sat down and said, look, what, what is the extent I can go? How, how, what is, the, what is the greatest thing that I can ever do to my Lord? And in those days, they did not have banks financial institutions where you, if you you can go and put your money there and save so what they normally do is that if you want to save you buy things that are so precious and then you that that becomes your bank and it is 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 back home in ghana our great uh, our grandmothers and great grandmothers what they do is that they buy gold gold ornaments and everything you have them that is where that is their treasure that is their bank so this woman that perfume represent her life savings it was so precious to her in fact this was the legacy she was going to leave for her children so she thought about it and to her that perfume was everything to her because it's something that she has worked for and she has saved all her life. And she said, in fact, if I'm not able to give anything to my children, at least I will leave this for them. And that is a fortune. So this woman thought about it and said, what is the best? To me, my best, the best I can ever give to Jesus is this that I have. And so she took that perfume. And then pour it on Jesus' head. And that is why Jesus said, she has done all she could. She stretched herself. She thought about it. Everything that God has done for her, for what Jesus means to her personally and also the family. And he said, now I will give this to Jesus Christ. And she did her best. To be able to do your best, you must always remember what God has done for you. That is why David said, What shall I render unto the Lord of all his goodness towards me? Because David looked at God, look at everything that God has done for him. That even his own parents even forgot about him. And if God did not impress upon the prophet that this is not the only children, there's one more, they would have forgotten completely about him. And so now David said, if I look at what God has done for me, what am I going to do? And he talks about some of the things he was going to say. I would take the cup of salvation. I would do this. I would do that. So all of us, if you remember what God has done for you, it is easy for you to give your best. In fact, he goes further and said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name, and forget not his benefits. Forget not his benefits. You know, when you read the Old Testament, God said, when you get your food and you are eating, 
The time you are supposed to bless him is when you have finished eating, not when you have gotten your food. Is that not what it says in the Old Testament? It said when you eat and you are full, then you bless the Lord your God. So I ask myself, why is it that we do the opposite? You know, we, we bless. When we get the food, we bless. But you see, what God showed me is this. When you are hungry, you will never forget God. A hungry man will never forget God. Are you hearing me? It is when you are full, then you forget. So God said, I want to know whether you really mean what you are saying. So when you have eaten and you are full, and then you can say, bless the Lord, oh my soul, including everything in the tummy here. Bless his holy name. <laughs> you know, whenever we are in hardship, we will never forget God. We forget God in our prosperity. When things are good and everything is going on, well, that is when we forget God. But David said, forget not all his benefits. Paul put it this way. He said, I beseech you by the mercies of God, Romans chapter 12, that ye present your bodies as a living sacrifice. In other words, based on the mercies of God, based on what God has done for us, knowing that if Christ did not come into my life, I would have gone to hell. And upon that basis, what God has done for you, when you are presenting yourself, it is easy. It is easy because you know what he has done for you. You know, back in Africa, in Ghana, when you live with your wife, and then your wife begins to serve you, your wife begins to do good things to you, and then you also begin to, you know, return the same thing. And then sometimes you build for your wife and you buy things for your wife. Your family members who don't know what your wife is doing to you think that you are getting crazy. <laughs> are you hearing me? Because if you don't know what somebody has done for somebody and because of that he's giving himself to the Lord. And that is exactly what in this scripture it says. Because they didn't know what God, what Jesus meant to Mary. What Jesus has done for the family. When Mary began to give her best, they said, what a waste. Yeah. So if you don't know what God has done for you, you, you will not give your best. But those of us who know that if Jesus did not come into our lives, we would have been a mess. We know where we would have been if not Christ. If Christ did not come into our life. And so giving our best to the Lord is not a problem. We know it's not a waste because of what he has done for us. Amen. Amen. So, to give your best to the Lord, never, never forget what God has done for you. Anytime I get around our property, can you show our, our church? Can you show it? Uh, yeah, okay. Just, I just want you to have a, a look up. This is what happens.
the property is sitting on, on about 10 acres land of property thank you and anytime i get to the place and i look at my stature and i look at myself i know i did not do it and so and so giving every time i ask myself what is the best i can do what is the extent i can go what is because i want to stretch myself because if i look at what he has done for me because i was born and bred in a village where i was born there was there was only one car wooden car when i was growing up i didn't have the opportunity and if christ did not come into my life i will not be standing here today and so if i look at what he has done for me i realize that even what i've given is not the best are you hearing me you know those of us who know what god has done for us we know we have not even given our best we can go more we can go an extra mile and that is what this message is about number two if you want to give your best to the lord you must refuse to compare yourself with others you must refuse that if you don't refuse to compare yourself with others you cannot ever give your best and i want to illustrate it this way we all know jesus came and he he told us about the parable of the talent that there were people that he called and he gave some let me okay god yes okay you know he said he gave one one talent isn't it and in uh, let me say let me explain to you in the bible the word talent doesn't mean ability it means money are you hearing me yeah okay so um that's how words change you know it changed today when you talk about talent you are talking about skills and abilities no but he was talking about money that's why he was expecting the return because they needed to invest so let's say this one bottle represents the one talent and this can feed uh five people so he this guy uses all his talent and he's able to feed five people. This guy has five. He has five of this. They are all big. Five. Five. Okay. Then this guy decided that, look, and one of these, the first one, one can feed only five people. This one, one can feed 15 people. So this person decided that I will only use one. When we look at them, listen, when you look at this guy, he fed only five people. But he has used all. This guy only used this. But he has been able to feed 15 people. If you don't know that all that this guy had is this. In the church, 
we will think that this guy has done more than this, isn't it? And that is how it is. You see, somebody's best will be somebody's least. Are you hearing me? Somebody's best in the church will be somebody's least because we have different capacities. So if you compare, so if this guy is going to compare with this guy, he said, I've done, I've done more than this guy. And everybody will talk about this guy. Look at how he had fed 15 people and this guy only five. Meanwhile, he has not done his best. Are you hearing me? So, every one of you know the extent you can go for Jesus Christ. If you compare with yourselves, you will never be able to give your best. God knows that some of us sitting here this morning is a great sacrifice. Some of us, it's not a great sacrifice because it's, it's normal. Are you hearing me? To some of you, the time you spend here is so precious because of the, uh, the, the things that are craving for your time. So God knows the sacrifice every one of us can make. Are you hearing me? So what I am trying to tell you is this. If you are going to give your best, then don't compare yourself with anybody and say this man. No, you know the extent you can go. And the question God is asking you, are you sure you are giving your best? You know, sometimes when we do the comparison, we just do it just to please and to justify ourselves and to please the flesh. But if you have anybody to compare with, compare with Jesus Christ. He's our standard. We are supposed to become like him. So he's there and he gave all. He gave all. He died. It doesn't matter how much I love you, but I can't die for you. You know, I can't die for you. I'm, I'm telling you, I can't die for you. I tell people, you know, when you are driving in Ghana, and if I'm driving and my wife is beside me, even though I love my wife, if I see accident coming or is going to hit unconsciously, I will, I will turn like this and use my wife's side. Not that I don't love my wife, but self-preservation will come in. <laughs> that instinct of self-preservation comes in before even you begin to think. <laughs> you know, so we need to, if we are going to give our best, let's refuse. Number three, if you are going to give your best, understand that giving your best is not a waste. It's not what? A waste. You know, we have other gospel writers who also give us the side of the story. And according to them, all the disciples complained. It was not one person. All the disciples complained that it was a waste. But from the one who started it, according to Luke, the one who started it was Judas. Judas is the one who started the conversation. Listen to me carefully. So he's, he started with Judas. And Judas succeeded in poisoning the other disciples. 
And so they all joined and said, what a waste. And look at the way Judas put it. I want you to be very careful. Look at the way he put it. Oh, this could have been given to the poor. But the Bible says he was a thief. So the question I ask, when did a thief have compassion? When did a thief, anybody that is a thief, don't have compassion for another person? Doesn't concern for another person. If you are concerned for another person, that will not make you a thief. But he spoke in a certain tone. And that is one of the reasons why we need to be careful. The Lord should give each one of us the spirit of discernment. Because sometimes it's not every voice in the church that is coming from the spirit. You know, sometimes they speak as if they are concerned. Judas was speaking as if he was concerned for the poor. But it's not true. He was speaking out of his own greediness. He wanted, because he's a treasure, he wanted this money so that he could take more. Not that he had concern for the poor. And sometimes people speak as if they are concerned for one another. No, it is not so. But the other thing I see here is this. Listen. According to Judas and the disciples, if it had been given to the poor. There was nothing wrong with it. It's okay. The question I ask this. Mary. Jesus who has done. Such a, good, a great work for Mary. Doesn't deserve Mary's best. But the poor who has not done anything for Mary. Deserve Mary's best. Does it make sense? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because what has the poor done for Mary? They've done nothing. But to the disciples, the person who has done nothing deserves the best of Mary. But the one who gave his life and did everything doesn't deserve your best. You know, many times we come to the church and you and I know that if not the church, your life would have been miserable. Your family would not have been put together. You know what the church does for you. You know when you are in hardship and difficulties. How they will gather around you and pray with you. And love you. And make sure that they will pray you through. All this they do for you. And yet when you are giving your best to the church. A voice come and say what a waste. What a waste. Are you hearing me? Mary, to Mary, if Jesus doesn't deserve my best, who has deserved my best? So giving your best to the Lord is never, never a waste. Amen? Amen. And then the last one is this, which hear me carefully, is that you see, giving your best to the Lord, you will not always have that opportunity to do that. 
he will not always have that opportunity you know jesus told them after they started criticizing he said leave her alone and he said look the poor you always have with you but me you will not always have the poor you will always have that opportunity will be there but the opportunity of giving your best to me will not always be there which is true listen to me if we read the story immediately after mary did what god had put in her heart and she did it in fact when mary was doing it she never knew she was fulfilling prophecy she had no idea that she was anointing the body of jesus for burial she had no idea all that she knew is that this is what god has told me this is what has been put in my heart and this is what i want to do let me go ahead and do it and immediately after that everything started if mary had waited for one more day it would have been too late if she had waited for one more day it would have been too late because immediately after that the following day then the last week started i mean things started rolling up things started rolling so he she wouldn't have had that opportunity again and the question i asked myself when jesus died and they went to the tomb to go and anoint the body of jesus if mary had not done what god put in her heart to do she wouldn't have forgiven herself she wouldn't have forgiven herself she was she would have said i thought about it i wanted to do it but people criticize me but i listen to people and people say oh why do what a waste why should you do this and everything why should you give your money to the church what this and this i listen to people and i never did it she wouldn't have forgiven herself but i can see mary when they went to the tomb to anoint and jesus had already risen i can see here i can see from the face of mary thank god i did it thank god i did it god put in my heart i did it i anointed her body for burial you see whatever god has put in your heart to do do it now because time waits for no man in fact jesus put it this way i must work while it is day for the night is coming when no man can work and i'm here to tell you there's a night in everybody's life there's a night in my life and the night will come you don't know this is the carous moment this is the time god has spoken to you anything you can do for jesus do it do it the opportunity will not always be there do it do it are you hearing me in fact one of the things about our mentor pastor rick seward she never he never knew that his night will come so early but he worked like a bull 
work so hard and i i believe on that faithful day that faithful night when he opened his eyes and he saw in eternity i believe what the angels will say look welcome home you've done your best you've given your best and i believe that is the same thing all of us should anticipate that if my night comes uh, god will say the angels will say look come home you've done your best you've done your best let us learn to give our best to the lord because he deserves our best the opportunity will not always be there that's why paul said life means nothing to me if only i can fulfill the tax the lord jesus has given me of testifying of him do your best stretch yourself go to your limit so that when you come to the end of your life you will never regret and know that i've given my best for jesus christ let's pray father we want to thank you for your word that has come to us this morning you are demanding our best but you did it for us you gave your best and so father i pray that whatever area that we are slacking whatever area that we need to give our best may you begin to minister to us that father from today we will give our best for jesus not our reserve not our reserve but our best we thank you lord in the name of jesus and let everybody say amen I want you to say to one person beside you, your best for Jesus. Tell the person, your best for Jesus. Amen. And those of you who are young here, the Bible says, remember your creator in the days of your youth. This is the time. Young people, this is the time. God needs your best. Your best is at this time. Your best energy. Your best strength. Your best time. Your best everything. Give it to the Lord. God bless all of you. Thank you.